When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Cobblers fans. Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, It's something that has taken place uh, before, uh, a year or so ago, where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament. It would be great, the Community Trust runs this, and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved. Basically, you go green for your team with the Planet League. For every action you take, you score goals for your favourite football club. This is the place where top Premier League size can be humbled by National League teams, where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory. It's down to the fans. The more you do, the more you help your club. All you need to do, dead easy to sign up, go to planetleague.co.uk, sign up, it's all free of course, pop in the fact that you're a Cobblers fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight for climate change. Good luck. Have fun with it. Honestly, show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it, at cobblers to me It'll be great fun. Planetleague.co.uk. Go get signed up now. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
Ukraine again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in, oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup, and not after three! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, I'm Charles, and here with me to work through our frustrations of two defeats in a row are Neil Edgerton and Danny Brothers. Hi. Hello, boys. Hello. Hello. How are you? I jumped hello. in before you said hello to me. That's rude. It's frustrating, that. Sorry. <laughs> it is. Rude. Very rude. I came too soon. <laughs> hello. Hello. Oh, dear. It was a frustrating week <laughs> last week for Daddy, apparently. Not for Danny. <laughs> <laughs> From the sounds of it. <laughs> Dreadful. What a way to start a podcast, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Cobblers lost two. Twice. Two in a row. Oh, dear. Not happy. Not happy buddies at all. Like Brian McFadden, that was not in the script. Oh, (laughs) right. Okay. Was was that a joke about Brian McFadden not being in the band The Script? Yes, it was. Right, okay. So you, you didn't have to choose Brian McFadden. You could have chosen anyone that wasn't in I the could script. have, but Brian McFadden right. is the first name that came to my head when it was thinking oh, right, of boy okay. bands. Okay. Talking good. of music, something yes. that came up at the weekend. Mm. Do, you remember, do you remember, is it the, Bros? Oh, yeah. I do remember Bros. 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 Yeah. The Goss yeah, Brothers. Goss. Yeah, Goss. Yes, Goss Brothers. Currently, uh, currently on Strictly Come Dancing. Yes, yes that, that's why it came up. Um, yeah. It's pronounced Bros, isn't it? Bros yeah. was Bros, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was getting told at the weekend that it was pronounced bros. No. no definitely not bros. It's Bros because it rhymes it's... with goss. Yeah, that's exactly. But I think it's a play on the word that they were brothers, so yes, technically. Yes, it is, yeah. I think the wording, the word is bros, but yeah, the spelling. I can the see it. Spelling is bros, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Is it, yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you want to name and shame this person that, that thought it was bros? I do not. Okay, nope. fair enough. Yeah, it was fair. Melbourne Cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, bro- Bros before Hoss. <laughs> before Hoskins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh dear, quick, let's uh, let's get to the football before anything no, else Let's goes. just do a Bros special. A Bros special. <laughs> of course, for years we've been asking, when will we be famous? This hey. one might send us viral. Hey. Uh, there we go. Um Salford came to town on Saturday, boys, mm. and uh, ran away with all three points. The scamps, the um, oh, just just first time they've beaten us as well. Isn't that annoying? Very annoying. It is. Um, you were there, Neil. I've got a question for you, actually, because you were at the game. Go on. Um, what what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? How did you think it felt from from you know from the start? So not at the end, where obviously it's a bit doom and gloom, but from the beginning of the match, what was the atmosphere like? Was it was it good? Were people up for it? There was no atmosphere. Oh, not helped by the 107 Salford fans or however many it was. <laughs> yeah, poultry yeah. effort. Um, no, there was there was. I mean, it was flat. Um, I think I heard the the south end of the West Stand. Maybe once or twice in the first sort of twenty minutes, but after that, not really. Um, yeah, it was really. It felt like a pre-season friendly in the first sort of half an hour or so. Um, so much so to the point I almost fell asleep. Um, oh no! 
I was really, really close to falling asleep. Um, it wasn't, yeah, there was no, I wouldn't say. I mean, it was weird because it was one of the bigger crowds this season as well, right? If you take out, yeah. it was five, five and a half thousand. If you take out the Salford mm. fans, it's still 5,400 pretty much or 300. And the, the East End was pretty full. North Stand looked pretty full. Um, strange atmosphere, I would say. I don't know whether there was an element of we expected to to win. I mean, it wasn't very entertaining. There was some good football on display, I would say. And there was some, you know, it was one of the kind of nicer games to watch for a football purist. There wasn't right. a massive amount of excitement. Um, and it was a bit chess matchy. Very parsy, yeah. wasn't it? It was very parsy. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is the analysis that people will listen for. Very <laughs> parsy. Oh, a bit parsy. I like it. Uh, yeah, I think I, it was I, a poor atmosphere. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think I do think that that sums it up quite well, though. That it was a bit parsy. Um, there just wasn't. It wasn't very end to end action. Everything seemed to happen in the middle of the pitch, didn't it? Basically, or either end but for the defending team so does that make sense like basically when we had the ball we play keep ball and then when they had the ball they played keep ball it was very yeah so it's like we're just trying to suss each other out for the entire 90 minutes wasn't it? Mm. it it felt to me that we we did what keith curl was famous for doing and worried about them too much ah, i see yeah and and set up and, and kind of changed our style a little, not massively, but a little bit to try and counteract how they play and what they do rather than playing our usual game and, and, and letting them worry too much about us. And it didn't work. I mean, it, I, I, on the radio, on the way to the, the ground, I had BBC Northampton on and there was an interview with Brady and, and Jake Sharp. And Brady was saying about, Salford style and then saying we're going to impose ourselves on them and take the game to them and stuff but we didn't we didn't even get close to doing that no I I was going to ask what is our style because John Brady has said over the last week or so maybe a couple of weeks that essentially we we can mix it up we don't do just one thing we're not a we're not a long ball team we're not a, a a pass it around team you know, we're not a wing play team. We 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 can do all of it. You know, when it when it's required. So, I wonder what our style is. You know, when you say, you know, we didn't really do anything. We match them rather than us going out and imposing ourselves on the game. Which I agree with, by the way. I just wonder what you were wanting or what you would have preferred to have seen from us, Neil. So I think I think to a point we don't have one style I think we can mix it up and we can play a couple of different ways which is important I think we're at our best when we're on the front foot and when we're it sounds ridiculous to say I guess but chasing everything down and really closing down and and sort of all over the pitch and Mm. pressing high press all that sort of thing so I didn't think we really did that on Saturday I thought we sat off a lot of the time and, and sort of allowed them to be comfortable on the ball um, and there was there was a few times, certainly in the first half, where they did sort of get in behind and stuff because they'd had a bit of, 
bit of time and it was easy enough to break us down. And I don't think where where we struggle if we try and play that way, we don't quite have the creativity to unlock a defence that is, you know, relatively set. I think that's mm-hmm. why I think we're better when it's it's a faster pace and we're up and at them, if you will. And I, and I think that works better for the crowd as well, just to go back to your earlier point about it feeling fairly flat. But, you know, we obviously react, don't we, to attacking football. And, you know, this isn't just us, the three of us. It's not just Northampton fans. It's It's... English football fans and probably any football fans in the world, isn't it? But we 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 react well to having chances and seeing things, you know, you know, on the front foot, basically. And that it never really felt like that was the case. I mean, we did have a few chances. Um, Kieran Bowie flashed one. I thought it was in. I'll be honest, from where I was, it flashed just past the post. Uh, Hilton had a couple of headers, I think. Um, and that's sharing one of the was it sharing yeah, at the back post? Back yeah. post. Yeah, I think it was so like just after the header. It might have been, but I mean, it's been. not like we didn't have any chances. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the the like the actual match stats here, and apparently we had 12 shots in total to Salford seven. I mean, I don't quite know how. Yeah, you know, I don't quite know if I can remember twelve shots from us, but you know that's that's what we. Well, Barry had a couple, didn't he? Had that one in the first half, mm. and then he had that that one in the second half, which I thought was it. Actually, that might have been the one you were talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was. Um, I don't know. It just felt like it was weird. Really, the the chances just sort of randomly appeared, which sounds ridiculous to say. Um, I'd- I'd love to know what we can do about it, though, in terms of... Well, we can't you know, do anything, Charles. Well, no, I don't, mean, I don't mean on the pitch. I'm talking about the flatness of the atmosphere. I'm wondering if there is anything that, you know, us as fans could do. I'm a big believer that we can have an impact as fans on our club. I'm, I'm a, you know, I've talked before about how, like, we can, we can help increase attendances by taking a mate with us, um, you know, and things like that, which will put money into the club, etc., um, which would hopefully in turn mean that we have more money to spend on better players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I'm also a big believer that you go to a game and, you know, if you really get behind the team, then that will make the team feel good. The players will feel good on the pitch and, and they'll feel supported and they'll go out there. I mean, I know that fa- I know that football players will always go, oh, I don't really know, can't really tell what's going on in the stands, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're playing in what is essentially a library at times, you know, compare that to an atmosphere that I, I don't know. I always, I always think back to times when we've had derby games at Sixfields when I was, you know, younger, and uh, when we were all a bit younger because it seems such a long time ago that we were competitive with that lot. Um, but the crowd used to be really up for it, and you compare that to the sort of atmosphere that we had on Saturday, and, and there is no comparison. So the players will be able to tell that there's not as much enthusiasm, let's say, in the crowd. And I'm just wondering what whether there is anything. Is, is it because it was cold? Is it because, you know, well, were cold. we feeling a bit like, oh, well, everyone's sick? So we're, we're, do you was, think that very... we were maybe feeling like, oh, we're not going to win this? Do you think we were a bit self-defeatist as fans? I think it's almost the other way around sometimes. I always think we we expect to win games now. It's almost like a a thing of us 
being second in the league, going into the game, thinking you know it's quite passive. I think the, the away fan allocate the, the away fans taking up the tickets is a big thing to do with it. You need that <coughs> away fans to drive you on sometimes. If you've got a full south stand, you're going to get up for it. But we shouldn't, like you say, Charles, we shouldn't really need that for us to get up for the game. But it definitely mm-hmm. helps if there's a, if there's a a rowdy bunch in the south stand or even before the game like you see the Mansfield fans coming down the bank last season and yeah. riling us up before the game or that kind of thing um, and there's a load of different factors to it but I think it is hard to know what to do because I know but like people won't go and just start singing by themselves and stuff it needs some sort of effort collectively rather than individuals going and but yeah it, it did feel so quiet at the weekend like weirdly so I think for for, for a game of that magnitude almost of second against what was it fifth going into the game you expect it to be a little bit more people would be a bit more up for it but I don't know I I actually think that having the away fans in the stand does impact it however many of them there are whether there's 10 100 200 it it does have a huge impact having them over in the east stand and I know why we do it so we don't have to spend money opening the north the south stand um Mm -hmm. But it does have an impact on the atmosphere, um, and but I think it does work both ways. Look, you know, it was quiet, and it was probably I think Danny's probably right. There was an ex- expectation probably that would rock up and win from fans, not necessarily from the team. Um, it was interesting. There was two two lads, and I do use the term lads. They were right lads, if you will. Sat <laughs> sat behind me uh, on on Saturday. Um, they obviously weren't regulars. I think they'd chosen to come to the game. But after about five minutes, they were like, this seemed like a good idea. What on earth are we doing here? <laughs> um, and I was like, give it a chance. Um, but they were, I mean, they were just ripping into the whole experience. Um, atmosphere. I think the only good thing they said was it's not a bad view. Um, but <laughs> in, in terms of the, the performance from both teams and the players and stuff, they're obviously used to watching Premier League or whatever, I think. Um, but I thought that was quite interesting because I thought it was one of the, the better games in League Two in terms of ability and, mm. and the type of football that was played and stuff. Um, but I, I, I didn't think, think it was ex- exciting though, Neil. That, it wasn't that, exciting. It, yeah, it bored me to death in that first half. It did. It bored me also. Um, but I think it, it works both ways, right? It's not uh, that the fans can do better and I include myself in that. I almost fell asleep, which isn't good. Um, <laughs> But also, the, there wasn't a massive amount from the team either. And it, and it does sometimes need, a, in the past, when, when it's been a bit quiet and stuff, you've got Matwaza clattering into someone, which then gets everyone up a little bit and mm. helps the atmosphere and stuff. Or you've got a, a five-minute spell where they're they're on it and they're at it. And that happened a little bit, actually, in, in the second half. Not immediately, but probably about five, five minutes or so into the second half. We had a 10-minute spell where... We were closing it down. We were controlling the ball when we were on the front foot and the crowd did react to that. It was, there was more like when we got a throw in, it was like, and this sounds ridiculous, but there's more of a, come on and all that sort of thing and stuff. So the crowd do react to that. So it does have to work both ways, I think. And often it just needs a bad refereeing decision early to get everyone up and going, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that in fairness. I I think, because I, can I say something controversial? Which I know that I'm going to get slated for for years to come. Then definitely say it <laughs> at, Charles, at Charles Cummins. Yeah. yeah, at Charles Cummins on Twitter. Yeah. Um, do we need a drum? 
No. <laughs> Obviously, we don't need a drum. Oh, a bloody drum, Charles. <laughs> All right. The reason why I ask it, right, is that I know that Get obviously out. we, we don't need a drum to make an atmosphere, right? But games like Saturday needed something, I think, like a ringleader. They need, ringleader. they almost need somebody to be, you know, like when you watch, and I mean, I know it's absolutely, you know, we all cringe about it, don't we? But when you've got the MLS, right? in America and you see the videos of the of the fans doing their the chanting or their singing and it's always a little bit cringy there's always somebody isn't there that isn't watching has got their back to the game and is facing the the crowd and he's actually starting all the songs and the the chants they don't necessarily have a drum or anything but that's essentially what no, happens they do have a like drum. Blackpool you know Blackpool have a drum or maybe even two these days don't they I'm not getting a drum, Charles. I know. Charles, it's like, fine. you know, your kids ask for something ridiculous for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> That's what Charles is doing. <laughs> We're not getting a drum kit, Charles. <laughs> you could have a packet of pogs. Get a packet of pogs. Ooh, pogs. I'm, just, I'm just saying that maybe that maybe somebody needs to, you know, we, we need somebody that will basically act as the conductor if you like, that will get the crowd yeah. going and will actually, you know, and I, and I know that there are, there are groups of fans aren't there. And, and, you know, you see them normally come together on away days who will all sing together and they start the songs and, and things like that. I just wonder whether when, when those guys aren't on it with, you know, being up for the game necessarily or being up for a, a sing-song. And, uh, you know, let, let's be honest, I've not actually sat anywhere near them at a home game for, for many years, so I, I wouldn't necessarily know. But it does feel like when those guys aren't there or aren't, you know, up for it in terms of having, you know, a good day out with some singing and stuff, then it the atmosphere is just flat. And What you're talking about, Charles, is the creation of some Sixfields Ultras Yes, I'd love it. That's I'd what you it. want. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just trying to wonder what we can do to try and improve. Uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot, haven't we, over the last year or so about Next improving the match day experience. Singing. No, I'm not talking about singing. Section. A drum, a singing section, a trumpet, <laughs> a clarinet. Charles is holding auditions for people. Yeah. <laughs> ringleader. Cobbler's got talent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, there must be something that we can do as fans, you know, that would. It's, just, it's know, such a weird, it's that weird bit of the season, I think, at the minute. And it is the start of the season, you usually get a decent atmosphere because it's the start of the season, it's back new again. Christmas time, you usually get a decent atmosphere because it's Christmas time. You know, it's a bit cold. People are, for some reason, the cold weather brings better atmospheres. I don't know why. You get night games, all that kind of stuff. End of the season, you usually got something to play for if you've got something to play for the atmosphere goes up so i just think it's, it's the season of the the time of the season a little bit when people are like these games don't feel like they've got on it, a lot on it so maybe we need to change how we think of these games that are in the middle mm. of the season like treat them like because it like every three points is massively important isn't it so treat them like that treat them treat every three points like it's a huge deal and it's like it's like a mindset thing isn't it yeah, I, I wonder whether, going back to Neil's point about the South Stand being closed, I wonder whether, because we've now got that divider, haven't we, in the East Stand? You know, divider, the thing yep. that lays over the seats. I, I, I do the wonder mesh whether... Net. You, the mesh net. The mesh net, yeah. I do yep. wonder whether, for, for games like this, 
could you open half of the south stand? Like maybe open the half that is closest to the west? I'd, I'd be interested to know how much money it saves us not opening the south stand. Um, if the club could let us know, that would be great. Um, because it does make a difference. As, as you know, look, a lot of the time, if the game's not particularly entertaining, then fans will just go at each other a little bit, right? And take the mick out of each other and mm. stuff. It's when you can see the opposition fans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it's really that, hard yeah. when they're, yeah. they're, because, you know, they're over the other side and it, and it makes feels it. like, it just feels like a pizza cup game, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. There's a disconnect, isn't there? Because obviously, I mean, I, I know the distance between the North and the South is always what it is. Um, but because you've got the West, South end of the West being so close to the, the south stand and you can see the fans and you can you know you can spot the ones that are maybe getting a little bit over the top and then you can have a laugh at them and and that then creates that back back and forth doesn't it which then creates the atmosphere in turn um but because the distance from the west to the east means that you can't see individuals maybe going a bit over the top or you know, you're just simply not close enough to have somebody come to the front of the stand and sort of start waving their hands at you and and, and being a bit naughty. You know, it, it, it therefore, you're right, it, it stunts the atmosphere completely. I mean, it doesn't help, and I get this, and I go back to this thing again, which is that essentially what we've got in Salford is a non-league club with little to no fan base who have been given millions of pounds to you know as a play thing and now they now they're in the football league and they're ruining it for everyone else <laughs> I'm, I'm not going on another rant about Salford I did that <laughs> on, I did that the other week um, I, I feel a bit hoodwinked after Saturday to be honest oh yeah in what way well I expected a top of the table ding dong ding dong if you will right um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a pre-season friendly mm. how, how much do you think the illnesses to the illness within the squad has you know contributed to that and as a as a side question um how do you feel about that being used as an excuse and i i use the word excuse in a very light way without trying to upset anybody <laughs> so i was thinking about this on the school run um <laughs> interestingly um, run it <laughs> run it and I don't like it being used as, as an excuse, actually. Um, mm. Would we have said the same if we'd have won? Doubtful. Um, I, I, every, I don't know, it's obviously some sort of bug at the moment, and I get that, and a few injuries. Every club has injuries, every club has something to deal with and stuff. I just think if they're not well enough, don't put them on the pitch. Otherwise, yeah, I, if they're, yeah. for me, if they're on the pitch, they're well enough. Like, you, you know, like, oh, they got off their sick bed this morning or whatever, and Epi was still ill and stuff and all that sort of thing. And it just feels a bit like, it's a bit of a rubbish thing to say, really. It's like, just hold your hands up and be like, look, we weren't good enough today. We didn't we didn't play well. Salford, you know, they, they probably just about deserved their victory. And I don't know, it just feels a bit like... I, th- I think on that, that particular illness thing, I think in Brady's defence a little bit, he's probably been asked a question about that, to, to quote that, hasn't he? Like, so, like someone's probably asked him a question to lead into that answer. Well, maybe, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, for me, I think like you can say that within the change of room and stuff. Look, good effort today, lads. We know we're struggling with sickness and stuff. Thanks for those that stepped up and stuff. I just think publicly, 
Like, or if, if, if they're not well enough, you know, look, we have got a squad. That there was people on the bench that, you know, that could play. And there was, you know, if you have to play a couple of the young'uns, you have to play a couple of the young'uns if that means they're 100% over someone that's 50% or whatever and stuff. I don't know. I just, just don't really like it. It feels a bit sour grapey. You're saying that some of them hadn't trained since Tuesday in these as well. I think that that seems problematic. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem so, helpful, does it? No, like when Keith I mean, Cole I, didn't train on, on <laughs> before Christmas, <laughs> and then got absolutely hammered yeah. on Boxing Day. Do you remember that? Keith. I mean, I, oh, I, 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 I get, the, yeah. <laughs> I get the thing that you know John Brady said a couple of times now, hasn't he? Um, over the last couple of weeks, about there being a lack of context within the fan base um, because we don't obviously know what's going on behind the closed doors in training and, you know, in terms of players' welfare and fitness and everything. And I I completely understand where he's coming from and appreciate the fact that what he's trying to do is he's basically say, look, you know, um, he's trying to protect the players and the team and himself as well, isn't he? Because he's basically saying, look, you know, we, you don't know the context of this. You know, the the fact is, is that today we had five players that came off their sick beds or whatever it was, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and therefore, it's almost like trying to sort of say to us as fans, you know, that was still a good effort. We only lost one nil. And, and, and I'll be honest, I, I disagree when you said that you, Neil, that you said that you thought Salford were good for their win. I, I think it should have just, I think a nil-nil draw would have been much more suited to that game. Uh, it, only just, I would say, by the way, to caveat that. I wouldn't okay, say they, okay. I would say it was close, but just. On the basis that they scored a goal and we didn't, yeah. Well, essentially, yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, look, they, you know, I, I think they, you know, they played their normal game and stuff and did what they needed. Yeah, came and did a job, didn't they? And yeah, we did. You could, you could so, tell there's a game plan in, in, yeah. in there. They're, that fair play to them. Yeah, I, I just, I, I just think that I, I don't know whether I really want to know about, and therefore, I, I almost felt like I was being sort of told to just chill out. If that makes sense, I was being told to look. It's not that bad. It's it doesn't matter. You know, it's one game we've lost uh, two games in a row, obviously. But you know, we've had this injury crisis or this illness going through the squad. You know, once we're back, it'll be absolutely fine. We're still third in the league, which I know we are, but you don't want to lose games. And I think because we've built it up, haven't we, as as fans in our minds that this is going to be a terrific season, which it's still, you know. Obviously, it can be, and and I know it sounds ridiculous to say when you are third in the league because we would have probably have taken that at the start of the season at this point. But I don't know. I just I don't feel like the last two games have been very positive from us. And I, while I appreciate that there is that context of of illness and injury, I just kind of go, we haven't. I'm not having it. Are you not, you're not no, having not what having, I'm saying or you're not having no, everything? I, I agree with you. I'm not having this, you know, fans don't know what's going on and all that sort of nonsense. Mm. No, we don't. And we don't have a right to. However, if you're sticking 11 men on the pitch on Saturday, that's 11 men that oh, I expect to win a football match. If they're not well enough or they're not fit enough, don't put them on the pitch. And then don't yeah. say to us, well, they weren't well enough. Well, I mean, <laughs> you put him on the pitch. Yeah. I think also it's that thing, isn't it, of like, well, we've paid our money to come and watch us try and win a game. 
If we're not yeah, fit enough just, to win that game, and you're now telling us after the fact that, well, we weren't ever going to win it. that game, well, what was the point in this coming? Well, it's that thing. It's like, you know, look, you see the lineup, right? Okay, yeah, look, that seems a decent enough lineup. Got a good chance here or whatever and stuff. And then after the game, well, five of them were really sick. Don't put them on the pitch. <laughs> put, put five others on there. It's, I don't yeah. get it. I don't understand it. It's, it's nonsense. It's like, you know, look, I'm an adult. If I'm not well enough, I won't work. <laughs> I know how, I know uh, if I'm well enough or if I'm not well enough. Yeah. Yeah, I might have yeah. a cold. I can still work. I might have a cold. You can still play a game. Did you see? Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember where this was said. Somewhere online, somebody turned around and went, I have not had a sick day in 35 I years. They that. need to man up. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, I'd love to know the context of what his job was or her I job was. I saw that. <laughs> Brilliant. But it's true. Uh, right? You yeah. know, look, everyone's an adult and you know yourself and you both all know if you're unwell... Mm-hmm. I'm unwell, but I can still work. That's okay. Or I'm really unwell. I definitely can't work. I need to be in bed. There's a difference, right? And yeah. I just think oh, it's just a nonsense excuse in my mind. And it? it's probably deflection tactic a little bit and stuff that we yeah. weren't at the races particularly. Up next, of course, Danny, it's uh, Orient, which is uh, uh, on paper a very, very difficult game. Um, are you worried at all? Do we... About what? Well... You know, the illness doesn't <laughs> seem to well. Uh, have a few you worries, worried, Charles. Yeah. What's your worries, yeah. Danny? Come on. <laughs> Lie down on this sofa. Uh, <laughs> um, are you worried at all about the fact that we've got to go away to Orient next week? And, you know, no, I, I think it'd be, stuff? it's probably the best thing that could happen to us, I think, because it's low expectation. It's a good following. We usually do all right there. People are going to be buzzed from a like good day out beforehand, don't they? You, you usually get a proper raucous atmosphere down at Orient. Got about a thousand fans going, I think. Four fifty, I think. I'd mm. rather that than have a home game against Barrow or something. That would just be like really frustrating if we hadn't come into it. I think with this one, it's going to be a proper top of the table clash. I think they'll have a different style to the two teams who played this in this last week slightly, and um, I think our players seem to rise the challenges don't they I think for some reason we don't seem to cope well when we're second third in the league we seem to cope better when we're fourth or fifth and we're attacking something or we're, we're the underdogs or people don't expect much from us we that, that that squad seems to respond better to that kind of thing so I've not got massive issues with it we've got Orvin away this week and then Stevenage away the following week I'm not massively worried I just I think we can beat anyone in this league um just gonna turn up on the day and I think we I, I think it'll be all right it'll be fine I've what got happens if we're still ill well, <laughs> Sibyl. Sibyl? Uh, yeah. Sibyl? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll be all right. Okay. No, we've got a week I mean, to recover. I, and we've got Arsenal yeah, under I, 21s in between that as well. That, that, that well yeah, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. game, that. <laughs> huge, huge game. Huge yeah. game. Um, no. Okay, brilliant. Um, well, hopefully, obviously, those five that came off their sick beds will be well again and uh, will have been off their sick beds for a full week. That would be nice. Um, yeah, Orient Saturday, big game, big game. Big um, game. Neil, shall Hello. we? Shall we dip into your post bag? Oh yeah, get your dipping tool out. Oh, careful! Hang on. Dipping tool. <laughs> get your dipping tool. <laughs> it's time to read your letters out, but things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant 
or just some fun at podcast at cobblers to me.com no matter if we lose or win send us your thoughts come on get them in get them in neil that was, that was nice oh, they're in well they're not my thoughts no oh, please right. good <laughs> yeah we've had enough of that thank you yep understood uh, we have got a real treat this weekend no not Ooh. weekend why are we tuesday tuesday what time is it <laughs> it could be any time but it's Tuesday. <laughs> or Wednesday. Whatever time. Whenever it says anyone's on your classic. <laughs> We've got some poetry. Oh. Yeah, it's Poetry Day, wasn't it, the other day? Yeah. It was. You ready for I'm this? Poetry, yeah, I'm ready for it. Oh, this is a treat. Settle in. Settle in. Settle in. Get the fire on. Ooh. Whiskey. This is from Brian, Brian Chaney. Oh, go on. Brian. Hi, folks. Hi. Following Poetry Day, here is my contribution. Hope you like it. A lifetime supporting NTFC. Many disasters, but sometimes some glee. Hoops on their shirts had book large and kneel. 1970 had much appeal. To stand on the cop, up there with Dad. Brentford and Vale, three points, not bad. The county ground, what can we say? Our mecca of footy back in the day. Away days started in 76. Phillips, Stratford and Riley there in the mix. 83 saw Eurochamps Villa in town beaten by Walters, but couldn't feel down. The three-sided ground was packed to the hilt, temporary standing on cricket side built. 84 brought a really bad day, 6-0 at Borough, Walker on his way. But 85 saw the best ever match, a 5-0 posh spanking on their own patch. Car came to town, players largely unknown, a huge reputation rapidly grown. Many teams thrashed, including Cardiff and Wolves, making big teams look like fools. A huge night in Newcastle after the snow, our top players all on show. The Toon thought the match would be run of the mill, but only 2-1 with a good goal from Hill. 90s brought Shrewsbury, at last our own ground. More club history there to be found. Playoffs came with games at Wembley. John Frayne certainly saw off Swansea. And then Chris Wilder, what can we say? Brought in last minute to save the day. His Notts County speech, a moment in time. Financial crisis, a mountain to climb. KT buys in to steady the ship. Wilder's great players strengthen their grip. We're up in a flash, and wow, what a fuss. Hijacking Appleton's victory bus. (laughs) Now Brady and co are our management team, on whose tactics we continue to dream. Hopes for League One can't be balmy. After all, we're the shoe army. A lifetime supporting NTFC, many disasters, but sometimes some glee. Oh, very nice! I am. That is that's brilliant. That you can't outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Um, I enjoyed that. Can I so much make mm. one point about it, Neil? And I don't want to bring it down because it's an amazing poem. Feel like um, you're going to, but <laughs> when he's gone, um, an excellent result at Newcastle in the snow. Yes. You, know, yeah. you know where I would have gone with that, right? You would have gone Larry. No. Oh. To rhyme with snow. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> are, you go, are, you go, are you going for Ali Slow? That's Alice the Slow. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's slow in there. Disappointed to not get mentioned, but Wouldn't otherwise. have worked because it wasn't the right era. No, it's true. It was chronological. He's done it eerie. He's gone, yeah, yeah. It's chronological. You can't yeah. lob in an Alistair Slow. <laughs> 
You can lob an analysis though, whatever you want. <laughs> Get him in there. But that is super, superb work, Brian. Thank you, you very much. much. Next time I'm running a giant book festival, you can come and give a reading of that. Oh, that's an offer, isn't it? Yeah. That's an offer. We've got another one as well. Not not a, This is not poetry, but we have got a an email from PJ. Oh, an email. Oh. Possibly it could be PJ from PJ and Duncan fame. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't hey, think Neil. It Okay. <laughs> it might be. Well, we'll assume it is. Let's get ready to rumble. Can, can you read it in the um, accent? Is it, is it? I cannot read it in the <laughs> accent, though. <no. laughs> Uh, he says, "Hey, or he, or he or she says, hey, Neil and team, I've been following the cobblers since I was a young lad. Ah, it's a he. Um, there's been many ups and downs along the way, as we all know. A while ago now, I joined the Navy, and when deployed prior to the podcast, I always felt out of touch when away. Thank you to all of the team on the podcast, as well, whilst being deployed nowadays, I feel more part of the club's fan base. With all that is going on in this fantastic season so far, you have helped me continue my love for our club. Oh. The Fan Forum special was a massive eye-opener to the off-the-field matters, which I knew very little about. The club do seem to be dealing well with these issues, considering the amount of external factors looking to derail them. So once again, I just wanted to say thank you for all your hard work, and please keep up the great work. All the best, PJ. Oh, oh PJ. Love that, that, PJ. Thank oh, you. Go on, Budgie. <laughs> oh, I like little emails like that, and we don't often blow our own trumpets, do we, with them? But it's we don't, nice to no. occasionally pop them in. Um, do you want? Um, much. Do you want one more from Melbourne Cobbler? Uh, well, <laughs> oh well, you know, you go. go on then. So you might have smelly. to. Might have to use the beat machine, but I'll give yeah. it my best. <laughs> uh, dear Neil, I caught up with the superb Basement Tales which was thoroughly enjoyable as ever. <laughs> However, <it> apparently so. <laughs> I mean, he was drunk. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, however, yet again, I made the schoolboy error of playing it on the school run. Somewhat controversially, <laughs> young Danny most eloquently described the patrons as showing some <clears throat> hole. Um, my youngest, who is particularly inquisitive, wanted to know what that means. <laughs> I offered... Sort of like a baboon presenting, but he seemed less than convinced and satisfied with that response. Any plausible explanations that would dig me out of yet another hole um, would be most gratefully received. Hopefully this will occur prior to him discussing the topic in question with my wife. Alternative suggestions such as headphones and not playing it when the kids are around have proved particularly counterproductive to date. Thank you in advance, Melly. Brilliant. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And and uh, I'm not going to apologise. Danny, do you want to apologise? It was uh, your, your language. Well, it's sh- arsehole. Sh- oh, there arsehole. he goes again. Look, everyone. Oh, he's done it again. Danny. Come on. Sorry, Melly. Oh, your potty mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Melly. Oh, Sorry. We should point out. Um, the Dean Austin thing, obviously. Absolutely. Um, which I assume is that's what I was quoting at the time. I can't remember. Can I, um, yeah, I think then, and I think Melly just plays that Dean Austin clip <laughs> to his children, yeah, and then gives them Dean Austin's Twitter handle and let's yeah. let Dean Austin explain yeah. it. Yeah, let yeah. Dean Austin explain. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's very approachable on Twitter. Is Dean Austin? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll be happy to help. There you go. We should Perfect. say. There we go. We solved it for you, Melly. Solved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, solved it. We should point out the basement tales. 
uh, our, uh, is even our weekly bonus podcast available on uh, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sign up for £5 mm. a month and you'll be able to listen to it every single Monday. Yeah. It's our roundup of the rest of the League to... 2 action. Had a special it's... guest in the basement this week. Uh, we right did, the end, yeah. Didn't we, yeah, we did. So make keep, sure keep listening to the end this week. Oh, yeah, did you? All the way. Yeah. All the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, very much enjoyed that, Melly. Thank you so much for um, sending us that. And thank you, Neil, for another wonderful post-bag edition. NTFC women time now. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes, Danny. Yes. Um, E-I-E-I-E-I-O. Oh, hello. Yes. Up the National League we go. Is that where we were oh, going? Oh, that might have been a, a victory. Up the National Ooh. League plate we go. Oh, yes. love it. Uh, yes, plate NTFC tits. women. NTFC women won 3-0. Yes. Again. Yes, against Sheffield FC on Sunday afternoon. Uh, here is James Wiles to tell us more. Northampton Town women won 3-0 away to Sheffield FC in the FA Women's National League plate preliminary round. The Cobblers narrowly lost to their opponents in the league recently, despite creating lots of chances. And it was a similar game on Sunday, but this time the Cobblers took their chances when they came. Favour Omanazu opened the scoring in the first half with a calm finish through the keeper's legs. And Sheffield hardly threatened a Northampton goal. Their way back into the game was made even more difficult before half-time, when Molly Waite was shown a straight red card for a late challenge on Cobblers keeper Joe Daniel. The visitors made use of their player advantage and were comfortable in the second half. Alex Dix doubling the lead with a thunderous strike off the crossbar early on and Kim Farrer confidently finishing from the penalty spot in the last 10 minutes. Josh Oldfield and Liam Williams' side returned to league action on Wednesday evening when they travelled to Peterborough United. Eden Brown and Alex Dix scored the Cobblers goals as they beat their rivals 2-1 in the Northamptonshire FA Women's Cup final last season. There you go. Thank you, James. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant result. For NTFC yes. women in the old plate, plate it. Yeah. Um, really yeah, so good. Um, yeah, they lost the Sheffield in the league a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? One nil. Yes, so this is good yeah. to, to go to their own backyard. Oh. Decent. Looks like a decent little stadium they play at as well up there, at Sheffield. Mm. Um, went three. That was a, that that red card sounded quite <laughs> quite. Uh, what's the word? Um, Dangerous. Quite the challenge. Yeah, dangerous. Annoying. Yes. Yeah. Dangerous. Mm. Delete this program. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> great win. Um, favourite favorite Omanazu. I'm going to mention it every week. Scored the first goal, ran onto a lovely three ball. Uh, second goal, she set up herself as well for um, Alex Dix, I think it was. She I is. You shouldn't mention the one. Week. No, that's true. Otherwise, otherwise okay, other people don't. will find out about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch her at all. No. Any other teams. Bro, She's great. She is. I mean, she's just not very as good. Bad no. as Sam Hoskins. <laughs> Both oh, yeah. Terrible yeah, yeah. this season. Awful. Yeah, get them out. Yes. <laughs> but what a win. Brilliant win. It's good. See, this is the thing, right? I think we said, didn't we, maybe on the Team Talk podcast, which is our um, dedicated podcast to NTFC women, that mm. I think once they get that first win, they'll. They'll have the monkey off their back, so to speak, in terms yeah. of not having won, and they'll go on a run. And I, yeah, I, it looks like the confidence is back. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah it, let's hope it, it's, it's just in time. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. Wednesday, Wednesday night against that lot down the road. Oh, brilliant. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be. Uh, it's annoying it's on a Wednesday night. I've got to be honest. Yeah, it is a bit annoying. What's that all about? It is what it is, Danny. What can we do about it? Not a lot at this point. Um, where is it, Danny? Do we have a, a location yet? 
in the the not mentionable towns facility yes. somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, fair enough. I mean, keep an eye out at NTFC Women on Twitter. I'm sure that they'll put the um, location of the ground up. Um, and uh, any and all of your support would be incredible on that night. And who doesn't love a derby game, especially one where we might stand a chance of winning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh dear, it would be really, really good. Um, uh, uh, by the way, Charles, yes. I'm mm. going to pick this up with Josh next month. Okay. Abby Bruin, on the, on the bench again, what are they okay. doing? What Get are they on. doing? Shocking. Sackable offences, this. <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that. <laughs> he won't be. Do- he won't be very happy. He'll never talk to you again, Daddy. Um, the NTFC women's team are um, looking, by the way, for a travel sponsor. Um, so at the moment, the girls are having to um, travel separately in their own cars, doing little carpools, etc. Uh, and what NTFC women want to be able to do is to travel on like a minibus at the very least to all of their away games so they can go together. If you're interested in helping out and becoming the travel sponsor for the team, then get onto Twitter and find Damon Fox uh, and contact him. He's a part of the NTFC Community Trust team, which oversees uh, the running of the women's team. Um, yeah, I, I believe it's uh, a couple of thousand pounds for this season. If you can help do that in any way, shape or form, then I'm sure Damon would love to hear from you. Or alternatively, Danny, you have another suggestion, don't you? Yeah, uh, Charles, use your um, funds that you've got hidden under the sofa. <laughs> no um (laughs) no i think (laughs) i I do think this is probably i don't know again how it works financially all that kind of stuff but surely this is where the club can step in right and say we'll pay for your travel for the season if it's a couple of thousand pounds like to to us to to any like individual and stuff that's a lot of money um to the club to help out because you you want to go to away games in a minibus don't you and yeah, like, come on. To be, to be driving separately, it's so Sunday league. It's like, it's like I'll pick, so I'll put you up from the wreck. I'll pick you up from somewhere else, and and we'll go together in the car. But it's it's just, it, it it feels like one of the things that needs to be sorted out and get get them on a midi bus, sing some songs on the way to the game, all that kind of stuff. Get the music on, it builds the spirit again, doesn't it? It's it's part of the and now the especially now they're up a tier, um, in the league. So it's got to be something that hopefully the club can help out with as well. Come on, come on, club. Come, come on, on club. club. Come on, club. Come on, club. Come on, club. Do it. Do it for the do good. Like, if you do have two thousand pounds, well, we all know. We, maybe we can ask the um, mystery backer, Charles. Oh, That's the right. mystery backer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that Ooh. would be good, wouldn't it? Eric, I wonder if Eric they've got a spare. Do you reckon they've got an extra two thousand? Maybe. No. Maybe. Be worth Unless it involves uh, some form of property deal. Okay, fair enough then. <laughs> um, I just want the to say. Dublin. I just want to say congratulations. We ran a competition last week, didn't we, guys? Uh, to oh, yes, win we did. A yeah. Fantastic print um, by Matthew J.I. Wood Design. Uh, I have one 
on my office wall behind me as I speak right now. It Did you win the competition? I was going to say, that really oh, on here. hold on. No, no, no. I have won. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I didn't win it, no. Fix. I bought mine. I bought Fix. mine before we did the competition. It is really good. Uh, is that I bought, bought in inverted commas, Charles? No, I purchased it. I paid my however much. I think it was about £20, something like that. I'd like to see the tax invoice for that, please. Uh, absolutely, mate. I will send it over to you straight away. Uh, a request from my accountant. Uh, uh, congratulations to David Hiles, who on, David. won Go on, competition for a free print. He's getting an A3 version of the Six Hill Stadium print, winging its way to him as oh, we Andrew speak. It. <laughs> absolutely. Love a bit of wings this week, don't we, Dan? Uh, don't we, Neil? You're enjoying If it. I had the wings of a sparrow. Oh, classic. I hadn't heard that one for a while. Roll that no. one out. Wednesday Not night. Much, have we? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to David. Thank you to everybody that took part in the competition. Uh, there were also a couple of people went out and purchased with our 20% discount. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, if anybody wants proof of the win, I've got it on video as well. The spinner. The, Would like proof, please. Yeah, yeah, just to okay. make sure it's not Charles. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't me. I, I promise you. Uh, and also, I want to say a big thank you because um, the votes have now closed for the FCA Ooh. awards. Ooh. So, yeah, that's right. All votes no, cast on Twitter, Instagram, and the website uh, no longer will count from uh, this point. And from next week, they'll be counting the votes, and the winners will be revealed live at the Football Content Awards, which is taking place in Manchester on November the 16th, which we're all going to, boys. Yeah, party, it's going to party, be party. Brilliant. Party. Oh, I can't wait. Thomas can't wait. Party. So thank you very much for all of you for voting. Um, obviously, it's in the lap of the gods now. Uh, we await with bated breath to see whether we can take home the bacon, so to speak. <laughs> And the award. <laughs> Lovely old stuff. I would be very interested in that, Charles. Charles mm. is definitely uh, taking a doggy bag from breakfast. From oh, yeah. I'm definitely doing that as well. 100%. Definitely. Like, not even staying at that hotel, but I'm definitely going to the hotel. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, to just get a doggy bag. <laughs> Name? <laughs> Charles Collins. <laughs> ah. John Motson. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and if you'd like to get more from us, then you can do at our Patreon. Just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sign up for £5 a month, help support the making of the podcast, and you get additional content. Content, uh, as well as joining our slack channel community which is always a good old laugh i do enjoy having everybody in there chatting away to each other especially a on a match day people. they great are they, neil which yeah. uh it's, it's surprising when it includes you isn't it neil it's not very nice is it <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back on friday with the preview show we'll have an orient fan yeah. on chatting to danny and i so we'll see you on Friday. Neil, you'll be back next week, I understand. Nothing nothing between now and next Tuesday, is there? I, I will not be back next week, Charles. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Big news. I Neil's will. leaving the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in, in Vegas. So oh. I will not be able to join, unfortunately. Oh. Will you be collecting some chips? Uh, well, I mean, hopefully. More likely not. But <laughs> <laughs> You're spending, spending all the Patreon money. <laughs> <laughs> all on black is this your bid to become the next mystery backer as well 
this is yeah this is this is my aim with my 10 pound or 10 dollar bets that i'm gonna do can i turn it into three million pounds <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see you try if i come back lads it went really well uh, <laughs> <laughs> i want instagram stories throughout your time <laughs> you will you will get you will get stories and pictures don't worry Brilliant. Thank you very much. If you've got an opinion on the cobblers uh, or any sort of question for us or, or anything, then do send them our way, podcast at cobblers2me.com or find us on Twitter at cobblers2me. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.